Hello guys, welcome to the Wisdomatics Podcast, a podcast where we help you travel into a new mindset through insights of books, experiences, and people that have done great. And in this episode, I have a longtime friend. And when you're in college and out of all the partying and out of all the mingling and meeting different people, you always find people that when it's talking about books, when it's going to conferences, or when it's just aspiring to reach goals in life more than anything professional goals um, when you meet those people you really create a bond that transcends time and after you graduate you still follow up with those people and you're just happy to see that they walked the talk and today I have a very long time friend here his name is Gianfranco Valdez he's a sales and business marketing major from Western Michigan University fellow Bronco and today he's the VP of sales of Nolan Transportation Group Franco, my brother, how are you today? Thank you for being part of the podcast. I'm doing well, brother. It's an honor for me to be here. Thank you so much for the opportunity. It's uh, feels pretty good sit here with you and you know share some knowledge, share some thoughts, and you know maybe inspire somebody out there that you know is just starting their journey. Indeed, indeed. I think it's uh, when we are in front of this microphone, we really think of all the things that we have done and that we still have to do. But I think that every step of our journey deserves us talking about it because we never know who might get inspired as you say by the things we have done i think our our journey more being business majors um venturing into sales i think there's a lot to learn and i would like to start off brother by asking you what was your your beginning in sales and before you tell me i would like to, i would like to ask you how would you define sales how would you define a salesman what is it what is it for you um, well, for me personally, I've always been around sales. Um, both of my parents are sales driven people. Um, they've always been around it. I've always had that mentality since a little kid. I was that guy in middle school, um, selling airheads and rice krispies cheaper than the cafeteria, uh, to make a little extra money. So I actually got expelled for that. But, um, for me, sales is just, you know, bringing value and just the interchange of, uh, buying and selling something for a for an agreement right for a common um neutral uh you know value to someone so that's so you're saying that your beginning in sales was you were <laughs> 10 11 <laughs> yeah 11 12 years old and uh you saw the opportunity to say hey i can go to price mart and buy these rice crisps yeah. for cheaper and sell it to people that are, are going to buy them yeah and it's it's not it's, it's the mentality, you know, since very young age, you know, H having those thoughts and actually going for it since very young age as you go, it's just built something inside of you that it, it, it makes you it makes you different. Yeah, no. And for me, it was the same. I remember when I was a kid, I remember this one time in seventh grade when the Jonas Brothers were at their peak. <laughs> my sister uh, had this magazine and me and my friend, we would cut out their faces and we would sell them. And man, we would, obviously it wasn't a lot of money, but just selling is not necessarily about the money. It's just no. about finding an opportunity. And as you say, finding value, because for us, we didn't care about the Jonas Brothers, but we saw all of our classmates crazy about the Jonas Brothers. And we were like, okay, let's do this. Saw an opportunity. Exactly. Went for it, yeah. And after obviously going, going to college, graduating through college, how would you, let's say you, had in front of you yourself today and yourself as a rookie salesman, what would you say is the difference from 
that Gianfranco in the middle in middle school and you today? I think with sales, you can read as much as you want. You can um, try to canalize, try to uh, think about it. But I think it's experience, man. Like you, you just have to go after it. You know, the more doors you knock, the more yeses you're gonna get. And it's it's building through experience and through going for it. You're gonna build something that it's kind of like a rhino skin where um, you don't you don't mind if somebody says no. Um, and I think the most important thing with sales from my beginnings to now would be experience. Are you proud of yourself? I'm proud of myself. I certainly am. Yeah, I I sometimes take myself for granted. I I think I'm. I think we all are kind of tough with one, you know, with ourselves at times. But I think it's important for us to, as humans, appreciate ourselves. And 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 looking back, I'm like, man, like you've you've done a lot. And you know, as an ambitious young man, at times I take that for granted. But I try to center myself and and look back and. Having these conversations, you know, helps me going back and, and, and looking at my journey. And, yeah, I've, I think I'm proud of myself for sure. No, you, you should, <laughs> man. And just because me, I define myself as a salesperson as well. And I just think that when you adapt that mentality, you become not only a salesperson, but you become a leader. And that's, that's yeah. the most important thing you have to understand before trying to sell anything. You got to understand you're exchanging value. You're... You're selling whatever you're selling. You gotta understand. People first buy into you. They don't buy into the Rice Krispie or the product. They buy into you. So yeah, um, I agree. I, I'm really, I'm really glad that you are proud of yourself, man. Because sometimes, not sometimes, the journey's hard. And growing as a salesperson and growing inside of your business, growing inner, you know, in your inner growth, it's not a, it's not a four-year bachelor's degree. Just like we were in college, um, you started. Your journey, when I said, you know, whenever you were born, whenever you sold your first Rice Krispie, all the way to today, it's a never, never-ending process. Exactly. And we have seen many movies. We have seen all the car salesmen. We have seen the <laughs> the people that sell shampoos and toilet paper. <laughs> and there's many ways of selling. There's many ways of being that salesperson, that person in the way you approach people, in the way you close, in the in the way you build report what would you say is your sales approach if you have any um tenacity i think that's that's the word that uh describes the most my my sales approach is you know the mentality of i'm gonna make it happen no matter what it for me it's it's a yes or yes situation um i i see myself where I want to go before I'm even there, and I and I know I'm gonna get there, and I'm and I'm so laser focused. I think in sales you have to be obsessively focused in what you want. My I remember my girlfriend; she used to tell me like, you know, why are you so obsessed with your job? Why are you so so crazy about it? And I'm like, I think this is the only way that I can make it happen. You have to be extremely obsessed and extremely focused. And if you are that way, there is no way you're gonna fail. It's impossible. You just if you're consistent every day, no matter what happens, you can you can make a hundred sales calls and you know fail day after day. Eventually, you're gonna get it right. Eventually, you're gonna you know the universe will will, will help you if you're consistent. So I think um, that's that's my approach with sales, and that's how I made it happen uh, within within Nolan Transportation Group. 
from the get go. I, you know, I, I, I had that mentality from the morning, afternoon, every day. Think about it, think about it, think about it, and to eventually, what I what I saw in my mind, it it actually manifests into into the reality. So yeah, and so you mentioned the word tenacity, and I really like that word because it is derivative of being of being, let's say, how you persevere through the hundred calls and maybe getting no yeses but getting that one yes and there's there's one thing i've learned brother throughout the years of selling through my businesses and selling myself is that you first gotta know what you're selling and you gotta know who you're selling to so what would you say is that process of you saying okay let's say i'm selling this cell phone what is the process and i think it's just a lot of people don't understand they want to sell but they think selling you can sell to anyone like what is for you the process of getting to know your potential customer because i think that is and i know this is not a question i had but it just came up because <laughs> <laughs> i just think it's you know people when they try to sell they're like oh yeah i called 100 people but they didn't even research so what would you yeah. say man is the importance of knowing who you're calling how you prepare yourself for that i think in order for you to be successful in sales, you have to believe in what you're selling um, and find something that will bring value to people. Um, and that's that's what I did. Uh, I, I got into logistics, which is the largest industry in the world. And um, looking at that, I was like, okay, well, I'm calling this guy and I know that if he doesn't give me business, he's going to give business to my competitor or someone else. So if you're listening and you're trying to get into sales, find something that you can truly believe on. That's that that would be my, my major advice. Don't try to sell something just to sell it because not everybody's in the market for it. Yeah, 100%. No, and, and we'll, we'll get more into into that for people that are looking to venture into sales. And I know that in college, uh, Franco, you ventured into what multi-level marketing is. And multi-level marketing, I think that has a negative perspective on people because they think that it's just you selling the typical shampoo or the energy drink. But what would you say is your experience? And I'll tell you first myself, for me, I never really got into it because I saw the people that got into it. And when I saw people that were not driven, that did not have a why, and just were not willing to be tenacious, as, as you said earlier, I saw how they did not succeed. But I saw people like you people like Carlos who really got into it um, and a lot of, not a lot, but some of our college friends, the ones that really succeeded were the ones that really embodied what it meant. And what for you was the impact and the benefit and what did you learn from it that people listening can be like, oh man, maybe it's not that I'm gonna be passionate about <laughs> selling toilet paper and shampoo right. and products, but what would you say is the main takeaway that people should probably shape their their vision of, of getting into that and how it can really and it really does how it really can benefit your sales um, preparation yeah I uh, multi-level they the reason why that kind of uh, business have a negative um, perception is because you know you have to get people involved right under you in order for it to succeed but there are multi-level companies out there that um, are, are good and they have good products. But my giveaway with um, that industry was getting involved with people, like-minded people, 
um, learning about personal development through multi-level companies. I learned personal development. I learned that you create everything in your life first in your mind. I learned um, mastermind. I learned, you know, public speaking. It's it's a lot. It's a lot that goes into it, um, and and I think it has a lot of benefits. Uh, but it is it is it is a tough it is a tough industry. But you know, just like any other, if you're consistent enough, I think that you can make it happen. But for me, it wasn't even more the like the financial end of it. I didn't I, I didn't really make a lot of money doing it. But that's how it all how it all started with my mindset. And like I I discovered personal development. I discovered that you need to read every day. You need to train your mind just like you train your body. You need to you know meet with like-minded people. You should not watch as much Netflix. You should probably listen to podcasts. You should, you should nurture your mind with positivity and information. And I learned all that 2013. And every single person that got involved with me, Carlos, Dan Kinas, Derek Davis, Brian Stevens, all those guys, they're all successful today. They all are, you know, doing great in life, physically, financially, mentally. And that's how it all started, you know nurturing ourselves our minds so i think that was like my main take with with that we didn't really make that much money with it but no 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 and and i remember because when you guys were into it uh 2013 you were a sophomore junior i was just a freshman obviously 18 years old coming from a very let's say i was just leaving my comfort zone leaving the Dominican republic getting to college in the states right like i had always had the the habit of reading and just you know, with soccer, you develop leadership skills. But when I saw you guys, um, you know, as you say, Derek, Brian, um, the boys, when, when I see them today, as you say, maybe they all don't have a million dollars in their bank account, but they have a million dollars in their spirit. That and, did, yeah. And I remember now talking about when we would talk about books, and I remember one day you had one of your books and you had a dollar bill, I think it was, one <laughs> of your books. Yeah. And... And man, now thinking about it is you really become rich in your mind. But that's that's where it all starts. Yeah, like like brother, we gotta read. We really have to listen to podcasts. Like all those things compound. Like as you say, if I read a book today and I read a book in a week, doesn't matter. But if you constantly read and as you, and as you said, it's a matter of the habit. The habit of saying, I know that reading may be boring, but I know if I do this consistently, it's going to benefit me way much. And I hate to say it, but the people that just end up watching Netflix and they end up watching movies like men. And nothing wrong with that. It's no, good. It's, it's good. to You know, there are some great documentaries. They're, they're productive stuff that you can watch. Um, but at the end of the day, that's that's simply what it takes. You can study any successful pe- person, any anybody that I've learned from Tony Robbins, Jim Rohn's and Frazella. I can mention a bunch, you know, and all these guys have the same thing in common. These people sacrifice what they like doing the most in order to get where they want to get in life. That's that's just how it is. And yeah. it's also for me the most important thing, it's who you become in the journey. Like it's it you know, it's yeah. it's great like how I am now. You know, I've been making good amount of money for a while and I can pretty much do whatever I want, but for me it's not even about that. It's who I've become through my journey and my values and how generally I, I, I want to be a good person and I want to be nice to other people and I want to help other people. And I think that's what it's all about. Yeah. And you know, man, I, when I started 
when I started my nonprofit five years ago, and we were still in college. And you remember when we started? Yeah. Like, like, bro, I remember I had people come up to me with hundreds of thousands of dollars, <laughs> literally saying, hey, I want to give you some money so you can, like, do things. And yeah. I know they had some bad intentions, but for me, it was always... I know that I cannot rush. Well, this. if if you're if you're in America, if you have a you know it, if you donate, you don't you don't pay tax on it. So that that's yeah. a way of of oh, no, of course of um, no. But I mean, people here in the DR, it's you know it's different. Ah, you know? Okay. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, I had a lot of people come up to me like, do this, do this, do this, and like give me all these ideas and stuff. And I was just like, man, you know, I'm gonna take this to my level as I grow because I know that giving back and giving is not the same giving from a point of scarcity which right now i know we have developed an abundance mindset and growing and growing and now saying okay and maybe in 20 years when i do have that million dollars i know that instead of spending it in things that don't matter i know that i have a sense of giving back and i think that when i hear you talk i know that your success and where you're going it's not because you want it all for yourself it's because adapting this mindset and becoming a I would say a wholesome salesperson, you have really developed that vision of saying, look, I, I want to be successful, but not because of me. It's because I have people I want to help. I have things I want to do. And more importantly, I want to have freedom. And exactly. I want to have freedom of doing whatever I want in the terms I want. And it's not that we have been chilling or not working. No, we have been working, and we'll, we'll get more into that. We have been working extra hard, but it's not because we just want to chill. It's because where we want to get to in life it takes a lot. And there's this very famous quote that people like Andy say it all the time. Say, hey, I'm going to do the things I have to do now so when I'm older, I can do the things I want to. And a lot of people are not going to be able to. And yeah. that's because if you give your life to partying, to getting in debt and not investing your money in time, then, brother, when we're 40 and you got to pay expensive schools, <laughs> you got you to gotta pay, yeah. you, you pay your life down, man. You're going to be, pe you're going to see people that just because they did not develop this mindset now when they're young, it's going to, it's going to pay its dividends. When yeah. We, that's the when thing. Older. Most people look at their lives in a, uh, micro type of manner, not macro, like long-term. I've always looked at my life where I wanted to be. I, I never looked at it at what's going on currently. Um, even when I started, you know, I graduated from college. I moved to Chicago. I moved with my brother. I was living in a couch. I was walking like a mile and a half to get to the bus in the snow, negative 30 degrees. I didn't care. I knew where I was going. I knew I was going to live in a high rise. I knew that I was going to be successful. And daily, it wasn't happening. But in my mind, I was already there. And that's what I want to encourage people to when, when, they're, when they're attacking life. Just, just, you know, stick to your vision. Stick to where you want to go. If you stick to it, if you're, if you're you know committed to it eventually it'll happen so definitely and um you mentioned earlier tony robbins and andy frisella um and what do you say would you say those have been your mentors in this journey or would you say you have um top three top five that you would say these are the people that have guided me because i gotta make a side note <laughs> when you and i drove uh, to <laughs> Chicago just to watch the conference where Tony Robbins spoke for like an hour. Yeah. We were probably like <laughs> two kilometers away. Yeah. But remember, brother, when this guy came out, the energy his energy, yeah, just it's different. just vibrant. He's yeah, he's yeah, just yeah. a superhuman. I went, I did the, 
Um, I went to his event. It's the, a three-day event. The 10X? Um, oh, no, no, that's, no, that's Grant that's Cardone. Grant Cardone. I did the, um, uh, I can't recall what, what it's called, but it's a three-day yeah. um, he presents his whole team. This guy's a superhuman for real. Like he pre- like yeah. he has a guy for his mind. He has a doctor for his, you know, his heart because he's he's doing um these events and he's going crazy jumping around and doing and and sharing this energy. And that event uh being being there and being around so many like-minded people um truly revolutionized the, my life and 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 I was already doing well when I when I went to that event, but it just helps. So I, I made myself a promise that I'm going to go to at least one of those events a year. Yeah. I think it's important um, because, as you said, when Tony Robbins went out, that energy issue, you want to feel that energy. You want to feel that electrifying human energy provided yeah. by him and also everybody around. around. Yeah. So, And not only that, man, look, when you see him, you or what I thought was I want to be a person like that. I want to be someone that goes into a room. And it's not because I talk loud, but my energy just yeah. speaks for itself. So you said um, Tony Robbins. Who else would be you? Top two more mentors um, that that you've had that through podcasts that are listening to their to their you know going to their events or just consuming their content. Who yeah, one of, one of my 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 big uh, mentors is my mother. Actually, she's she's always been sales driven. She's always she's this woman talk about ambition she had me and all my brothers in the united states and you know when we were little kids we were flying as a family and they were like why are all your kids american but you're dominican you know and and she was like i'm gonna have them there because i want them to have the opportunity to have you know a, a better education and she came from nothing she built she everything that i've learned in regards to mentality um i've learned from her so i she's she's actually my major uh uh, mentor, I'll say, from from the get go, right, you I know. Th- I think that, man, as we start to get older, is we really start understanding the influence of our parents, and we because when we're kids, we see them as parents, but when we're older, we see them. You as don't parents. realize that they're also growing up. Yeah, that's yeah, the right. thing. Like <laughs> they're sure. they're trying to they're trying to race you as they're as they're growing up as they're growing up as they're, they're finding their shit out. Yeah, they're, they're trying to figure their shit out, and yeah. they they don't they don't know what's going on. No. They're trying to figure out day by day and trying to make the right decisions, what they yeah. think it is. And now that we're older, we truly appreciate that. You look back and you're like, man, like, I mean, thank you. Yeah, thank, thank you. you. Yeah, yeah. That's well. what I think. When you really start living a life with purpose, is when you have like you know, I guess a kid, you know, cause now, I mean, now this is your life and, yeah. um, yeah, it's, yeah. no. And, it's and, and also it's also when you see not only what they did to raise you the way you did, but how today you may talk to them for a minute and that conversation you're, you're in your journey and just what they tell you, what they show you. Yeah. Just, keeps you going the right way and i think that today it's so important to have people like that man like there's so many people that are just noise they're just you know they're just taking space and there's people like our parents like tony robbins and all these mentors that that we have that man they really make a difference they really make a difference and i think that when you have or you see your parents as mentors you really develop a sense of gratitude first but you but you develop a sense of just purpose 
that's so real because you're seeing it there. You're like, wow, I'm going to be successful. And the first person that I'm going to benefit and give back to is my parents. Yeah. And I think that there's no better motivation like that. Yeah. And the brother, going to um, our next question in the, in the technical aspect of sales. <laughs> so we know that selling is, let's say you give me this water bottle to sell and you tell me, hey, this costs five pesos. Uh, sell it, and if you sell it for 10, the five pesos are yours, the five difference, or as we try to say, the commission. So in your sales journey, what has been your biggest commission to the day, and how did it feel? So funny story on that one. Um, my biggest commission uh, check was the when the pandemic started. Um, almost two years ago. Well, almost two, two years ago, yeah. So I'm... I'm I'm in logistics, so when, when that happened, uh, a lot of uh, most industries and most commodities weren't shipping. The only ones that were actually shipping were uh, the ones that were necessities, so food, pharma, and... And sorry to interrupt you, but just to just for our listeners, um, if you could specify what type of shipping, uh, ground transportation, so air transportation, sea... So the whole, the whole, the, the whole dynamics of it... Um, so it, it you know it depends on what product it is, but if it's if it's imported into America, then um, uh, so how how it goes is let's say I'll give you an example in my book of business. Uh, my biggest customer is an avocado company, and they have they they're the circ second largest avocado distributor in America, and they they bring it from Mexico and then they bring it into America and they have it in all these warehouses. So. Um, the part that I do for them is the ground transportation. I do the appointments for pickup and delivery. And the company I work with, just to talk a little bit about that, I it's a third-party logistics company. So pretty much my job, let's say um, you are my customer, Walmart, and you, you hire me, Franco, and you're like, hey, uh, I need a truck from Miami to New York. And I tell you, okay, four grand, and I'll do everything for you. And then I go into the market, and I hire either a small or big trucking company, for three thousand, and then that a thousand dollar profit for my company at the end of the month, you know, I get operations team, and that's how it kind of works. Yeah. So with that, um, when the pandemic hit, m most of my customers are food customers, so I had shipments. All the people that were shipping, you know, plastic or things that are not necessities, they didn't have any shipments. So um, let's say you had a load in Texas area, you had one shipment, and there were three hundred trucks. So you had so much leverage and we were paying drivers like literally less than it. It, fe it didn't even feel good because we were paying them so little, but they would take it because there were no shipments in the, in the market. Additionally, face mask, man, that was crazy. People were, I had customers pay four grand to move face masks from the airport, like 60 miles down the road. Wow. It was, it was crazy. So you had those two things. Um, yeah, that month we, we did, I, I, I did crazy amount of sales and um, felt good. But um, everything around me wasn't good. <laughs> you know, it felt crazy because I was in Chicago and you went outside and it, it felt literally like, like apocalypse. Like there was yeah. no one there, you know, yeah. and it's pretty surreal. Yeah. But financially I was doing great. So um, yeah, that's, I'm never going to forget that month because... No, but hey, man, it's. I was reading a book of, of John D. Rockefeller, like a 700 page book, but 
when the 1929 uh, market crash, he waited a couple months, and a couple months after, he started buying again. And I'm a I'm a, I'm a small fish into people exactly. that maximize profit in it through pandemic. I I mean, look at Pfizer, right? They, they <sighs> these people making million dollar deals all over the world. Um, yeah, the. Uh, hand sanitizer companies these people in in quarter one they would do i don't know 10 million and during pandemic their sales were like 300 million like 300x their profits so but hey supply and demand supply and demand exactly it, it, it's there's really nothing wrong and that's part of being a salesman yeah. it's not that you're gonna sell a product that's not a good product but you know everything that you sold it really got to thousands of homes in america it was distributed and it was needed you know now, it wasn't needed now we look back and we're like damn we kind of you know we we went to <laughs> we went overboard into it swear to god like i was reading today um out of one of the how you say vacunas uh, one of vaccines the, one of the vaccines yeah <laughs> the government ordered 10 million and they only used half a million like imagine the state of panic that the country was in that they just ordered too many but looking at, at the <laughs> sales at the sales aspect the salesman got their commission they did their job because yep. they saw supply and demand so i think there's it's really what it's about you know you got i was just at the right side of the coin at that point in time yeah. and uh just gotta maximize it i mean yeah no no man it's just it, it is what it is yeah no and and while a lot of people they stopped working they got their what's it called their stimulus check i'm sure you never put the break down you just put it all the way down and just kept working yeah and i think that man when times get rough that's when you got to work even harder like i remember when the pandemic hit i had just started my marketing agency in october so like four months and we had just closed like our first big client <laughs> brother the pandemic hit and me and my me and my partner, we were like, okay, brother, this is where we make or break. And we're like, we're going to make it. And <laughs> indeed, it is just like that, man. When people were at home watching Netflix, uh, just overeating, like overindulging. It, so it, many people did brother, that. Like so many people just stopped working out. I was like, no, I'm going to get, I'm, yep. I'm going to stay in shape. I'm going to keep working. And we were, brother, we, there were sometimes we would sleep in the office just because we didn't want to be home. And yeah. it's paying off and i just think it's a general lesson in any industry that you're in man don't say if you after this pandemic if you didn't come out more fit smarter and with just more business opportunities you just wasted two years of your life yeah just now is that we're going to start seeing the people that really put the gas down and did not stop yeah people like you yeah just building good habits and nobody's perfect you know there are days no. that i wake up and i don't want to i don't want to do anything i don't want to work i don't want to talk to people um and it's it's perfectly normal and it's it's good to express that because i think people get overwhelmed with you know with with the things that they need to do it's okay man like take take it one day at a time if you if you wake up and you try to be the best version of yourself and you truly gave it your all even if that's just walking from here to the kitchen that's cool you 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 know you you tried and just building it up one percent a day one percent a day one percent a day don't get overwhelmed i hate reading I'm, I'm not gonna lie but i know it's good for me so i try to read at least you know three to five pages a day i don't overwhelm myself thinking no oh i gotta i gotta i gotta read 20 pages a day no i read three four five pages i learn more 
hearing. That's, you know, me. I, I like listening to audiobooks. I like listening to, um, you know, po podcasts, pos positive stuff, people talking about common goals or whatever. Um, that's, that's what I like. Uh, so yeah, it's kind of like also something that, yeah, no. And, and that goes into, to my next question of man. in, in this journey, as you say, there are days that we work 12 hours and we just feel like we can conquer the world, but yep. there are days that we feel like shit yep. and there are days, well, like me today, man, I woke up at nine and I was like, I need to sleep two more hours and I slept two more hours, but to 11. Yeah, but when tell I, that to Eric Thomas. He wakes up at three a.m. in the morning and no, the Rock. No, brother, I, and, and, and that's the thing. That's the thing. Before when that would happen, I would think of the the big boys. You know, the big boys. They were like, wake up at five a.m., six a.m., four. What is it? That, that's the thing that fascinates me, man. Like, think about somebody like the Rock, man. This guy has three hundred million dollars, and he wakes up at three in the morning, works out, eats, goes to set, then works out again, and like, why, like. What, what does it take? What, how do you build yourself to be? And that's, that's what motivates me. I know that I'm not perfect. I know, but seeing that, it just gives me, you know, inspiration to continue every day. Cause I know I'm never going to reach myself, you know, like, okay, I'm better. I'm better today than I was a year before. Okay. I'm here. And then, okay, I can improve this. And I think I'm going to, I'm going to spend the rest of my life trying to catch my better self, but I'm never going to, I'm never going to get it. No, no, no. But I, what I do think of people like that that wake up early is just how much time they invest in their health. Like they either work out twice, they sleep a lot, they eat well. And I, and I think that going to my next question, Franco, what are your, what are your self-care and health habits? And just to make a side note on that is because, man, more after these two years, like I've seen so many people gain weight. Yeah. Like I've seen people like just before they used to work out, they used to play soccer, they used to just be generally healthy. But a, a lot of people use the pandemic just for like a long term excuse of, oh, no, the pandemic, I just overeat and overdrink. And, and the, the thing for me is that I have met very few people that are driven and are going after big goals that are not healthy like it's just for me the older i get i just see that if, if i see it, that it, you're, yeah if i see you're overweight if i see you drink too much if i see you just gossip all the time i think it's directly correlated to your day-to-day -day habits and where you want to be in life so what are your um yeah self-care and health habits i uh i agree with that and um i think it's not only physical but also mental i think you need to be nice to yourself because at the end of the day It's you versus you, right? You wake up, you look at yourself in the mirror and you're like, yo, what's up? Like, it's, what are we doing today? You know? And it doesn't matter what other people think. So how I start my day, I, uh, before I even start my day, you know, read emails or look at my phone or anything, I, in bed, I, I, I think about three, um, uh, thoughts or events in my life that I'm grateful for. So I would go in my mind to when I graduated from college Um, my mom's expression, you know, I'm the youngest of four. She was just so extremely happy. Um, so I go there and I'm like, man, I'm grateful for that moment. It doesn't have to be something like that, but you can be grateful for as little as, you know, I'm, I'm grateful for my dog. I'm grateful that I get to, you know, go to the gym. And then, so I do three of those. And then I, I, I go to three things that I want to accomplish in my life. 
but I go in my mind. I, I like imagine. I use my imagination. So, for example, one of my goals right now, I'm trying to uh, hit senior vice president of sales, and I, I picture myself. How would I feel when I, when I get there? You know, what would I do? You know, I'm I'm gonna grab a golf stick and start. You know. <laughs> hit a screen excited like crazy you know and then i i it generally electrifies me um and then you know i i get up i have a green juice every morning and and i work out every day i i think it's very important for you to um it it, it doesn't there's it doesn't have to be going to the gym but you can go go on a walk you know anything start small don't get overwhelmed um with these kind of things, building these habits. It's step by step, I think. Um, but that's kind of like what I do uh, to keep myself, you know, in shape, healthy and, and energetic. And, you know, I got a very bombastic personality and I, ha I, have, I have to, I just feel better, feel like a better human. Yeah, no, brother, indeed. What I try to do is I, as you say, read at least five pages. Like, because it's not... It's not the quantity, man. Like there are days I read fifty pages. Swear to God. Yeah. I, I don't the, have an if issue. The, yeah. If I can, if I have the day to do it, if I say I have three hours. And you, sometimes you get carried away by the book. It's just yeah. so much fun. You you yeah. you get into the story. It's happened to me where I'm sitting there, I read you know fifty pages. It's just like it was so entertaining. Exactly. So exactly. And and then I think that your self care is just understanding that not every day you might go to the gym, not every day you might go on a run. But dude, go on a walk. Walk your dog. I like to do push-ups. Like today, I I didn't work out, but I did 80 push-ups. But yeah. I didn't just do 80. I did 20 now, 20 later, yeah. 20. And I'll probably do 20 when I go to bed. And it's just because it's just for me, it's all about self-worth. It's waking up the next day knowing that I made a smart decision that's going to benefit me tomorrow. And I really like what you say about gratitude just because there are days that we overwhelm ourselves. And what I, what I try to do is when I look at my day before I wake up, it's, it's like a, I don't know, it's like our bodies are made into getting stressed out by what is wrong or going wrong or what has not happened. We usually stress out about that. But what I usually do is I say, okay, what do I have to do today? I have three meetings. For example, in these three meetings, I'm, I'm going to talk about this new project. I'm going to talk about, or I'm going to talk with this client and I'm going to, I don't know, meet up with my dad. And then I'm like, okay, these three things are actually things that are moving me forward. Yeah. So what I think is, okay, why am I stressing if I am actually going to do three things? You know what helps me with dealing with stress? Perspective. My buddy earlier calls me and he starts rambling about, you know, oh, I had a shitty day, you know, my girlfriend, this. And I'm like, okay, well, think about it this way. You're not in Ukraine. And your villa didn't just get bombed by, you know, Russians. Oh, you didn't have to give your little kid to some random person so they're safe. Gives you perspective in life. Like, you have no problem. We have no problems at all. And people, you know, that's what I do. It just gives my, me perspective and grounds myself. When I'm getting, like, overly stressed, I'm like, what? The, what you have no fucking problems. Like, chill out. Like, oh. it, could, it, it, it could be way worse, buddy bud. So relax and, you know breathe in breathe out go for a walk helps a lot with with those kind of things and listening to personal development because you know when i when i'm down i i like to listen to personal development it just helps because 
you can, yeah. you can you can relate to what they're saying and they can relate you know it, it kind of goes hand in hand with what you're feeling so it's like perfect yeah yeah so. no and uh, and to keep talking about you said how you drink a green juice every day and i i know that you're you're very you're very structured with your with how you eat and you you understand the importance of you are what you eat and that what would you say if you consume any vitamins or anything specific that you say are important? And, and it's just, I want to make another side note on this just because people think that you can just eat whatever and it's going to do good. No, man. Like, there are times, and not times, but every day you have to... Think about it this way. If I were to tell you, I'm going to give you this car, and this car is the only car you're going to get for the rest of your life. You're never going to get a newer car. This is the only vehicle you get. I bet you're going to put the best gas, the best oil. You're going to take care of it. You're going to clean it. That's your body, man. Like, you have to take care of it. Um, in regards to supplementations, I think that people have a misconception. They start feeling sick, and they're like, oh, I'm going to take a vitamin C and magnesium to get my, um, my, uh, my, uh, my immune system up. But um, it doesn't work that way. You need to take these. I personally take magnesium. Um, vitamin C and D3, I think those are important to take every single day because it's not a one-day thing. It takes time for it to stay in your body and your blood. Um, so that's th those, I would say, that are the most important ones. Yeah. And um, I don't eat, you know, I don't, I don't, I, I try my best, but I don't always eat good, right? I'm not gonna sit here and lie and say I don't eat pizza. I don't I don't I don't get paid. If if I were to get paid, if I were to work in Hollywood and you would pay me exactly. to, you know, count my macros, cool. But <laughs> I, I I try my best, you know, every day, every week to eat as best as I can. And that's what I would encourage people to do. Try every day. Yeah. At least a little bit. Like just the little things. You yeah. know? No, and, and, and you can have a six pack, but if you're broke, if you all you do is gossip if all you do is waste your day into things that are not productive, you're not fit. You're in shape. You're in you're, shape. But you're, you're not, not fit. fit. You know, you're not like, no. you're not fit into a term that really can make you successful because usually there's people that get into these vicious cycles. I'm, I'm going to get really fit. But I usually say, and I have seen people lose so much weight and like get into ridiculous 8% body fat. And then you look at them six months later and they're just back back or even worse it's just work. not sustainable man. yeah no I, it, it's just it's just trying just try that's that's what i do i don't i try my best and if i want to eat pizza i'll eat pizza if i want to have wine I'll, I'll i'll do it it's it's never going to be a perfect yeah. um thing it's just you know as much as you can at least during the weekdays you know mindset yeah no brother it's mindset me, me whenever this weekend i had two cheat days, let's say, Saturday, <laughs> Sunday. But then Monday, I knew that I couldn't yeah. keep eating. I knew I had to drink more water. It's just just a matter yeah. of having that self-discipline. And, frankly, you said about how consuming books, uh, podcasts, personal development has been important for you. Would, you. would you say that leaders are readers? Do you believe in that quote? I do. I highly concur. I It, it doesn't have to be reading. I think that... Um, information create leaders yeah it, it doesn't have to be um you reading it but if you're listening to it if you're around it i think that that builds up uh leadership i truly do yeah 
you know that there was there's this famous quote that said that says knowledge is power and i always believed in it until i don't know where i saw it like i always try to look back and think where i saw it or read it but it said no applied knowledge is power exactly and i think that sometimes we underestimate for example we we scroll down a lot through instagram like nobody can say they don't like it i just think that it's it's in us it started with high five and then facebook yep. and then it's been developing yeah, yeah it, it's part of us you know as much as we want to say we don't and stuff no, no i think we're all lying we are all addicted to instagram but what i try to do is whenever i scroll down there's times i see one post one video and just that video man or that whatever content i consume if i apply it the next day if i apply it into whatever i'm doing i just think that's really what makes you a leader yeah it's really what helps you become a a better a better person what do you say um i know we have always listened a lot to jim jim ron eric thomas tony robbins andy frisella man I, andy frisella respect brother i'm yeah. gonna meet you someday we're gonna meet you someday. i i i am a customer of andy frisella all my sub all my gym supplements i take their pre-workout i take their creatine i take um their greens all their nice. supplementations i you know i'm it's 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 giving me the most results out of any other products. So this is factual. I'm not making it up. Like, you know, I'm living it. So, uh, but if, if you were to ask me what, what would be the most important, I guess, CD or podcast or type of information that I've heard, um, it would be your wish is your command command by Kevin Trudeau. It's 11, it's 12 CDs. It's in Spotify. I listen to this, Derek, Dan, Brian, Carlos, all my boys back in college. We hurt this guy. He talks about, I mean, I would, I would highly recommend anybody that's trying to revolutionize their life to listen to this guy. Those CDs changed my life completely. Everything. Cause it's, 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 um, it covers up spirituality, you know, health and, he he taught me through his CDs. I learned that you, in fact, create everything in your life with your mind. Like, literally, your brain has neural pathways, which think about them as roads that connect your brain into the universe, kind of like you voicing out what you want and the universe responding. And after I heard this guy 2013 and that... I, my my I I started thinking about things differently. I learned that every single thing that happens in my life, it happens because of me. I created it. It doesn't matter if it's good or bad. If I'm on a car crash, it it happened for a reason. Yeah. If you know I fall down the stairs, it happened for anything positive or negative. Everything happens for a reason. And you know when you live your life that way, you you're happier because you you you're not out there blaming people. Or blaming the economy, or blaming COVID, or blaming your parents. You're just you. You're conscious that everything in, in your life is created by you. And when you live your life every day like that, it's 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 amazing. So yeah, I would highly recommend. Uh, it's on Spotify. Your wish is your command. Command by Kevin Trudeau. That would be the number one. Um, I guess it's not like it's not a podcast because he's just kind of giving like a him talking yeah. him talking yeah so I, I guess but yeah man like that one i i still listen to it i've been listening to that same uh cd 
uh, for for eight years, nine years now, you know, almost a decade, and and I I I still appreciate it, and, I, and sometimes I'll even hear things that I that I didn't hear before, you know. So it's yeah, crazy. Yeah, that's 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 what I was gonna say, man. I just think that there's books, there's podcasts, there's just people that you hear, and I'll tell you, for example, about Eric Thomas, man. The other day, in <laughs> college, we would listen to him a lot. And, yeah, you know, he has like these small clips. That he has on Spotify, five minutes, ten minutes, and stuff. And those will get you going in the morning. Oh yeah. You don't want to wake up. You put you blast <laughs> Eric Thomas as loud as you can. You're gonna get up. There's no way you won't. Yeah. No, and, and and man, for me, when COVID started, I had always been very intrigued about stoicism. Which stoicism is just leave your emotions aside, be neutral. Like, right. It's not that you're not you're not gonna be happy and joyful, or you're not gonna get sad, but just understand that. Everything happens because you control it. And if it happens because you don't control it, then you can't do anything about it. It is what it is. Exactly. You control what you control. And I think that, man, once you adapt that mentality and you constantly educate yourself on the same topic, because it's not the same me reading, let's say, uh, How to Win Friends and Influence People, which is a great book. They say, read it every year. But what I think, no. If you're not growing, if you're not, if you're in the same spot you were last year, you can read all the books in the world. Yeah. But if you're not constantly growing and like evolving, you gotta apply it and you gotta force yourself exactly to these thoughts. Exactly. Um, so and I really like what you said that every time you listen to it, you listen to something new because you were in phase one, now you're in phase ten. You're like, oh wow, I did not listen to that because I was not ready. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah, no man, I I just think that. The content you consume is so important. It is so important. And more when when I talk to people like you, because I, I know people that read a ton and that don't read, but they're just not moving in life. You know, they're, right. they're in the same place. They're gossiping about the same things. They're blaming everything. And now they're blaming Putin for invading Russia, but they're not blaming themselves right. for what they want. And I just think that it's because they don't have goals you know they don't really wake up and, and say hey i know i gotta improve one percent because this one percent is gonna help me get to where i am it's not waking up and saying i want a million dollars you no. just gotta figure out why you're doing things exactly and that's that, the most important thing that is that's like the number one why do you wake up why do you want to you know get up in the morning and, and go after it? why seriously why like yeah why and 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 and, and I learned that through uh, personal development and, and network marketing. And I really had to think about it deeply because, you know, I grew up, you know, pretty much good family, not really having to think about uh, the things that I that I wanted in life. But as you grow and you develop and you and you and you learn so much about yourself, I think you develop your why. And you okay, and after you figure it out, then you, you, you go for it. Yeah, there's a Simon Sinek is a very famous author. He has a book called Start With Why, and he just says this one quote: "People don't buy what you do; they buy why you do it." It's just and and I love that guy. And yeah, brother, and it's just yeah. me now thinking how you've gotten to where you are right now at Nolan Transportation Group. So right now you're a VP of Sales. When you when you went in first day. You walked half a mile. You got into the bus. It was <laughs> mile and a half. Yeah, because, because let's I, be clear, because we graduated in December. Yep. And you started right away in January. Yep. Exactly. So I didn't, and I and I've been working same company ever since since college. When you step into that company, was that 
was that your goal? Was your goal to be VP of sales? Was your goal, like, did you have a specific goal? Or so, did it just happen as you started working with the company? So, um, after college, I, I knew that I wanted, wanted to be in a commission-driven um, space uh, type of job. I wanted to be working somewhere where I, I can, the more energy and effort I put in, the more I can personally make. So, um, yeah, so I got into this company and I, I remember when I got the job my first day, I asked my, my, my boss, Peter Riley, who's, he's not my boss anymore, but he's a really good friend. And I asked him like, who are the guys that make the most money? And I saw this two, I mean, no offense to Cody trainer, shout out Cody trainer. He's still my boy. He's one of my best friends and Jacob Armstrong. And I was like, these goofy ass guys just making, you know, one of them making quarter of a million, the other one making over six figures. And I'm like, man, like, what, what, what are they doing? So it kind of built something inside of me. I'm like, if they can do it, I can do it, you know? And, and that's what, how people should get inspired. Like if, if I can be successful, if I can be good at sales, you can do it too. Um, so that's, that was kind of like my inspiration. So I, I was very quiet at, at, at first. I was coming early, stay late. And then as I created more sales and I, built my book of business, I started being more noisy and more bombastic. And, and, and these people would start noticing me and, and would come to me and, and ask me like, hey, like, what's working for you? And I was like, you know, you inspired me, <laughs> I, you know, and you inspired me. Um, so I'm going to give you a, a, a story. Cody Trainer, he still works in the company. He moved to Atlanta, um, actually went to his wedding in November, one of my best friends. And, you know, after meeting this guy, and understanding why is this guy, he's been work. he, he's OG Chicago sales guy for like six years. Nobody would beat him month. I be, I beat him. I beat him, uh, just one, two months. I beat him and it was, dude, that, that felt great. But, um, I, I wonder why, why is this guy so successful? He, you know, he, he doesn't, he's not fancy. He doesn't, he doesn't drive any, you know, it's, that's not his inspiration. Mm -hmm. And then as I built relationship with him, I learned that, um, it's his why, you know, he, his, his mom died in his arms. Um, and when he's telling me this story, he's crying and he's looking at me. He's like, yeah, like after that day, I made a decision in my life that nobody in my family would have any type of financial, uh, issues, issues. And I'm like, fuck, that makes sense. This is why this kid is so successful. And now he makes over half a million, you know, going four years later. And it's like, fuck, like his why it's just so strong. It's stronger than any other why. It's stronger than 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 my why. And 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 it's just he's he's just so consistent. It's it's motivating. It's inspiring. And and um, that's how powerful your why your why can be. Yeah. yeah. So they, it's crazy. When you because some, sometimes I think we admire people that are really far away from us like let's say uh, Grant Cardone you know these big salesmen and we look at people and we're like okay I want to be like them but yeah I read their books I see, their, see them in events and stuff but once you see people that are close to you and yep. say in the same realm of an industry and you and you say okay I know I'm way behind you but how can I get to know you how can I be close to you. But yeah. more important than anything, how can I bust my ass so you get to know me? Yeah. Because that's the thing. A lot of times we want to, this is one thing I, I 
I learned the, um, an anecdote of one of the most successful businessmen in the country, in the DR, and he told me one day that when he met another really successful, or when he meets really successful people, and they want to do business together, his main phrase is, you bring your A game, I bring my A game. Because if you never get to know what your A game is, how can you expect to even talk to me? Yeah. Why would you expect for me to even want to be around you? Because in life, I think a lot of people, they just want to consume. They don't want to yep. give. But I'm sure that when he went up to you and he asked you, hey, brother, what are you doing that's yep. working? I knew I knew it was going to be successful. I knew it. But I didn't. I wasn't loud about it because I knew it wasn't still there. So I was just super quiet about it. And then I let my results because yeah. sales is very numerical. Everybody can see each, uh, everybody's um, profit margins uh, yeah. created per day, per month, whatever, per week. And I let that talk and me, you know, flipping customers. And, and, and it's like... I'm just coming after you guys. Like, there's for me, it's like there's no way I'm not. It's yes or yes. Yes or yes. So, yeah. but that yes or yes is grounded on the fact that you are gonna work for it. You're not just gonna wait. And I think that I remember when you, when you would send me your your sales reports, you would show <laughs> me. You're like, yo, yo, look at me. I'm like, bro, keep going. Yeah. And and that's the thing, man. We gotta be proud of things like that because. If you're in a job and you're just working and the years come and maybe your your job is not a sales job but a commission job but right. there's always something more that you can do because it's going to happen pandemics come and if you're the person making the most money and the owner of the company they want to cut in cost what are they going to say they say okay who's costing me the most you okay boom your liability gone. you're gone and it happened pandemic hit and a lot of people got fired, man. Bro. A lot of people, a lot of, so because now you can't micromanage people um, and through pandemic, so you had to get rid of the people that. The dinosaurs. Yep. The people that was just, I'm cool with making the bare minimum. I'm not here to um, put us in the map. I'm not here to uh, bring that much value and all those people got terminated a lot of people got terminated and yeah. you, you can't give people like that. and i understand as you know corporate you can't give people like that opportunities to work from home no <laughs> you no. they're not gonna work there's no, no way no oh no it's it's impossible no man and I, and I just think that if you bust your ass for a company that means you're bust your ass for yourself and the next step you take in life you're going to be successful no matter what but if you're in a job and this is just like over this you know me from the perspective of a business owner like i've had people work with me that don't give their 100 percent, and they go work somewhere else because they think maybe i don't pay them enough my you know the my, grass is greener on the other side exactly. that's the most yeah i've I, i've seen it so many times where people quit because they think oh Blaming, blaming the yeah. company, blaming the compensation plan, blaming the opportunity. They go somewhere else, it doesn't work, and they jump, and they jump, and they, they jump. jump. It's the same thing. It yeah. doesn't matter what you're doing, man. If you, you can be cutting hair, oh, you yeah. know, and you, can, and you can be successful. Yeah. It, it's, just, it's just, you just got to do it with ambition. You just got to do it. Just put all your energy into it. It's, it, it is, it sounds silly, but it, it is really that simple. To be successful, all you have to do, laser focus. Tell me what it is that you like doing the most. Playing golf, stop playing golf and grind. Watch it. Watch it. Yeah. Watch it grow. Watch Nurture it, grow. it. It's like a bonsai tree. You water it, you water, you water it. 
and it doesn't even come out for like the first year or two. Mm -hmm. And then it comes out and it's like this huge tree that unbreakable and will be there for a year, for a hundred years. That's kind of like an analogy for success. You just got to water and not expect, you know, instant gratification. Just wait for it. Wait for your time. Don't compare yourself chapter three um, with somebody else's chapter eight. You know, we're, we're all writing our books. And if you meet someone just like your friend in your company that is in the chapter eight and you're in the chapter one, get, get inspired by it. Exactly. Get close to the person and be like, what do I have to do? And just as you said, what do I have to do to be just like them or even better than them? And there's nothing wrong with trying to be better than people because you know that the path is going to take you, what, four years? Yep. It's going to take you four years and maybe the whole life to get to your goals and if you don't know how to delay gratification four years three years seven years it doesn't really matter i never went at it with a timeline i just knew i was gonna do it and it it didn't matter for me um it's just just the mentality yeah brother one percent one percent and people don't understand that one percent every day they get overwhelmed grow like this you grow up you know the scale but if you one percent negative every day you go down man you go down um, I'm also going to say that something that I had to learn also, you know, through experience and through life is that in all, in, in life, it's never, it's not a straight line, ups and downs. There's always, you can feel euphoric. You can feel on top of the world. You're going to go down again. You're going to feel like shit one day. Again, it doesn't matter what, what it is you're doing. So it's just know that you know, be humble, be humble. Okay, man. I, when I, when I beat him, I was super humble about it. I was like, man, like, I know you are my, I am here because of you. You inspired me. It doesn't matter. I can beat you. I can make more than you this month. It doesn't matter. I'm here because of what I've learned of you and understand you, you know, don't, don't get too cocky about things. You know, it's just ups and downs, ups and downs, ups and downs with everything. Yeah, so, yeah, it's 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 not a straight. It's line. not a straight line. It's never gonna be. It doesn't matter what level in life you're on. If it was always, you know, like that, then Robbie Williams would be alive, or Kate Spade would be alive. You know, these people extreme success, but still yeah. dead inside, depressed. Like, and yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I saw the other day uh, this soccer player from Stanford. She was the goalie. She had just won the national championship a year earlier. She became basically insta insta famous. You know, me as a goalie, I follow, <laughs> follow her. Yeah. And then, brother, the other day she committed suicide, and I was like, "Wow, like, success is not a straight line. Like, sometimes yeah. people reach a goal and they think that's it, but it's really not like that. It's reaching a goal and looking for what's what's next and what's, what's next, next, yeah, and what's next, and just because then once you get there, and this is what happens to these people that you just get there and then you're like, you feel empty. Because you already got there. Yeah. And it's like, what now? And, it, you know, you going to the, more, the most simple things, you know, appreciating fresh air, appreciating your friends, appreciating your family. All those things will, yeah. will, will help you with, the, you know. The simple things. The yeah. simple things with your calmness. Yeah, so. yeah, for sure, for sure. And, brother, so you've escalated – what was your first job title when you got into Nolan? So you, I started as a freight broker. Freight broker, exactly. Yeah, and then from there, uh, six months, I hit senior broker, 13 months, BP of sales, and then uh, year two, I hit BP plus, which is the position I'm on, and then I got one left, which is senior um, BP, and it's taken me a while, but I'm not going to give up. I, 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 I'm committed to making that happen. After that, I can quit. 
after that I can, you know, start my own journey because eventually yeah. I will. Yeah. Um, but it's just it's just my goal. I I ha I have to I have to do it. It's just it's the last one. So yeah, yeah remember um, beginning of the year when well October November you told me about your goals and how you were doing these different things and then when we talked beginning of the year you were like hey no man you know I'm gonna bust my ass into what I'm doing be successful at it and then I'm gonna jump into other things yeah and I just remember both of your energy like your energy in A and B and in A your energy was focused but micro focused 20% yep. here 20% here 20% here and I just think that when you figured that out it's a really hard thing to do man like it's hard when you see so many opportunities and you want to jump into all of them but why are you ever going to jump with a 20 percent? yeah why are you ever going to jump with one leg instead of both legs yep. and, and you and i we have had knee problems we know <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's certainly not easy no um no because you know as as i went in my career i, I build good capital so i i look at things that i want to do and i can do it um but uh, I think timing is everything, and I yeah. think that when 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 I know, I'll know. Yeah. Like my gut feeling will tell me this is this is you need to start doing, it. and I and I go and I go for it. You know, it's it's that inner voice. It doesn't it doesn't fail. The inner voice, man. When you're ready, you're ready. And I, and it, I think it tells that, you. And I think that now you being in your in the role you have escalated to, um, obviously when we go from being a rookie in a company to getting to this position, your day-to-day -day changes, right? Like before, I'm sure you have yeah. to be the one doing the calls, but how has your role changed? How, what is your day-to-day -day like? And just, I wanna make an emphasis, the people listening on the, important, the importance of when you grow in a company <coughs> or when you grow a company and you start delegating. For me, for example, when, I've started my businesses. I've had to be the one doing everything at the beginning. And then right. I become good at one thing, and I delegate, and then I delegate. Yep. And then I focus more on client satisfaction, on making sure my employees are well. And you, you kind of change your perspective and your aim. So yeah. how, how has it been for you, and how is your day-to-day -day like? Yeah, so I, I, I'm definitely um, able to delegate more now because I have you know built a book of business. I got two people in my teams for operations. I've never had a person quit on my team, which says a lot about, you know, my yeah. my leadership and um, that kind of skill set. But, um, yeah, so my customers work with me. They don't work with my company. And that's what I work on every day. I work on my relationships with my customers. I make sure that they're good, you know, I... That's what I do. I call them. I text them every day and daily. And I've been doing it for years. And before COVID, we used to be able to go visit them. You know, I, my biggest customer, that avocado that I was, um, shout out my boy Richie. Uh, I've been to LA like three times, visited him. We've been to games. We've drank. We've gotten drunk together. It's, you know, I, that's that's what it's all about, man. You know, building these relationships that aside of, you know, business, yeah. you know, I, I truly care for them. And... um one one thing for me is I've never thought to be too big to do the little things. You know, a lot of people in my industry, they're like, well, now I'm VP of sales. So, I, you, you know, I, I can't I don't I don't I don't care. I would I work this weekend, this just past weekend. I worked from 7 a.m. till three o'clock. I don't care. I don't think I'm too big or too good no. to do the little things. I'm honored and I'm blessed that I have a job that I have 
something that I can do to help other people, you know, give these drivers loads, you know, to feed their family, like being available. I think in sales availability, it's, it's, it's key. And, and I think that's what's made me the most successful in, in sales is me being available. And I tell my customers, I actually use it as a, as a, as a, uh, line pitch. I'm like, I don't have any daughters. I don't have any kids. I don't have a wife. All I have to do is take care of you. And they laugh nine out of 10 times. And, but it's true. I don't care. My customer can call me right now, nine o'clock and I'll answer and I'll, oh, and yeah. what do you need? Oh, you need a rate. You need this, whatever you need, I'll do it. And, and, yeah. and you want to have, those are the people that you want around you. People that are going to bring value. People that are like, man, yeah. this guy's always bombastic. So, yeah. and I think that man, the best way to inspire people is by your actions. And I'm sure that yep. when leading exactly, you lead by example. When the people that work with you, and obviously, I got to congratulate you for that. Having no one quit because that's just a lot, man. And that is a lot. And there's people that whenever they get to leadership positions, they never really understood what leadership was in the first sense. Yep. And like, look at you. When you have to work on a weekend from 7 to 3, you don't have to. You work because you want to. When you pick up that call, for example, me, at now at 10, I have a call with one of my clients, but he's in L.A., so, you know, time difference. He's yep. like, is that our okay? I'm like, of course. What else do I have to do? You're a paying customer. Exactly. You're paying me to do something for you, and with your money, I get to pay people to work with me. Like, the, yeah. And the people that work with me, they are happy with the job. They are being able to pay whatever they have to pay. It all connects. It all connects, brother. And I think that with that sense of gratitude is yep. that you really become a leader. And I'm sure you're going to be able to get to the goal that you're that you're going behind. And not only that, man, just I think that mindset, that mindset that you're applying today, that you've been you know, nurturing for all these years, as you say, the, the bonsai tree, the bamboo stick. Brother, <laughs> it takes years. And then in three weeks, boom, it goes up. And then that's. And then people are like, oh, man, oh, yeah. look at this guy. He's got a he, he's. Out of the sun and he's successful. No. No, no. I walked in the snow for you know, in the in the in the cold weather. I sacrificed. I was sad. I was lonely for a long time. You know, I was trying to talk myself into, you know, negative thoughts. Everybody goes through those kind of things. People Everybody. should see the bright stuff. Oh, you yeah. know. Yeah, but yeah. they don't they don't they don't they don't know the day to day. They don't know because like I said earlier, man, it's you versus you every day. You wake up. You just, you know, got to get after it. Got to talk pretty to yourself. Tell yeah. yourself you're a badass. Self-care, self-code, brother. And then there's a very famous quote. I don't know who said it, but it's like, it took me 10 years to become an overnight success. And I just think it's exactly. so real, man, because I, I know that when we're in our late 30s and beginning of our 40s and uh, we have time, we have money, and we just have the, the structure to really have a life of abundance that's when I want to be successful. I don't want to be successful now. I don't want to be flashing my money in clubs or with cars. Like, dude, that's not that's not what matters. What I want is when I'm 40 that I'm able to provide yep. to my parents in their last stages of their life to have kids. That's really when it, when it matters, brother. Bring in value. Exactly. And I think it starts with what you're doing today, how you treat the people that work with you, how you treat your customers. Yep. As you say, man, for me, I love talking to my customers. I love when they... When they text me. Yeah. Because if it's something good, it's good. And if it's something bad, it's something to improve. Yep. Never get annoyed by that. No. And just, I just say. Man, you, you, you have a job. You, you, you're. Yeah. You're creating. So always think of that. 
Yeah, and it's just the people, as you say, said earlier, the people that jump from job to job is because they're not grateful enough. They're yep. not grateful, brother. And if they don't adapt, if you don't adapt the mindset of gratitude, then, dude, doors are going to close on you. And there's doors that are never going to open, and they're going to be right in front of you, but you're not going to be ready to really understand what it takes to open them. Only two ways to make a human change. Hitting rock bottom, which that's how I, you know, I, I was, I hit rock bottom um, in college. I, I didn't know what I wanted to do. I was, you know, drinking heavily, getting in trouble with the police. I had, you know, and I saw myself in a position where it was like, man, either you get your shit together or that's it. You just got to have, you have to accept that you're a failure. And I think that's how people learn, you know, hitting rock bottom or learning from other people's experiences, which ideally that would be, but most people don't. Most people have to, no. you know, go through the dark times, go through the negative experiences to be like, what the fuck am I doing? You yeah. know? No, and, and What am I doing? Yeah, and uh, as we have talked a lot about the content that we consume, there are times, man, when we are in very dark places and we hear a podcast, we watch a documentary, we read one line that is just, just light. It clicks just, just clicks yeah i think it's as you say when you hit rock bottom you know nobody cares nobody cares when you hit rock bottom and that's when you realize like when you hit rock bottom it's like man it's 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 you it's just you versus you you have you have you have to create some changes yeah so yeah, you are and the brother last two questions so you said obviously in sales the difference to having a normal job um you make money based on your effort so right. knowing that you've put a lot of effort in these four years, you have amassed some capital. What are, how has your relationship with money been? What are your current investments? Obviously, we know that you invest a lot of time into your, your health, into your well-being, into self-care. But what are your, some of your investments right now? What are you looking to put your money into, into future self? When you say, hey, I don't want to work. I don't want to pick up a yeah. call anymore. What would you say is your perspective no, I th on I th that? I think saving is very important. I think serving a, uh, saving a major part of what you make every month, um, it's it's very important because life is not a straight line. You know, mm -hmm. I, I can be in the top right now, but tomorrow I can lose my two biggest customers and not be making a lot of money. And, I, and I've always, since I started... Um, I've always saved a lot of my money. Um, so I think that's, that's important. Whatever percentage you're comfortable with, but you have to be saving. And some people are like, well, I can only save, you know, let's say a thousand dollars a month. So it's not that much. Well, a thousand dollars a month is $12,000 a year. You put that in any, you know, type of investment normal, they'll create, you know, eight to 10% profit. It's just, it's just, it's just a compound effect. Mm -hmm. So yep. my, 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 my main advice would be to save any percentage that you're comfortable with. And, um, me personally, in regards of investments, I, I put my money in companies that I believe in. Um, I don't think it's that difficult. I just look at a company, let's say like Apple, right? I look at the chart. I look what they've been doing. I, I know it's, I know they're not going anywhere. So I, I, I buy stocks, Apple stocks, you know. And you have an iPhone? You have a Mac? I have a, I'm a customer. Exactly. exactly. Yeah, you exactly. Consume, you, you it's like Warren Buffett's like, man, I'm 84. And when I was a little kid and I was having, you know, dinner, Coca-Cola was at my table. I'm 84 now and still here. And he's one of the, you know, he owns a lot of uh, Coca-Cola uh, yeah. share. But 
uh, you know, just putting your money in companies that you know that are going to be here, looking at it long term, you know, five, 10 years, inevitably, you're going to grow your money. Um, and I don't think schools teach you enough of this. And I think it's like the most important thing. Like, yeah, because it, it doesn't really even take that much, um, I guess, knowledge or effort for you to be financially free in the future. It just takes, you know, knowing what to do and having like a roadmap and then just doing it every month. Eventually, you know, 15, 20 years, there's no way. You're saving for 20 years, you, you, you're going to create well. So that's kind of like my 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 say on that, my advice on that, on, um, you know, investments and financials. Yeah. No, and it'll get to a time, man, when you're going to diversify. But yeah. I really like what you say because, for example, for me, being an entrepreneur, I've had to make myself safe. Like, like, dude, what force yourself. Yeah. Like, like, there's months where I don't, I can't get paid because I got to pay people that work with me, and it's just a position you put yourself in, and it starts with saving your money. Yep. And I think that your relationship with money has to do a lot with your relationship with yourself because there are times that we want to go out, that we want to make trips, that we want to, you know, indulge in things because we work hard for, for what we have, but. There's sometimes that you got to ask yourself, okay, what if I invested these $1,000 that I just wasted and I <laughs> that compound yep. through the years? Yep. Like, it's just basic knowledge that obviously they don't they don't teach us, man. Like, I remember in college, we. I, I wish I could go back to college and take some specific classes. Yep. Because now I have the mindset to really absorb the content. Yeah. I think that in college, man, like as you say, we are... We're not focused. You're just pretty much going through it. Exactly. I think college is more important to build relationships. And, uh, 100%. And because I, I, I heard about my, you know, NTG through one of my fraternity brothers. He told me, hey, man, I think you can be really good at this job. You're bilingual. And I think you can be good at it. And that's, you know, I through that relationship. That's, I think that's the purpose of college. Oh, I, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, when I, when I look at my, my phone book, when I look at my friends, the people I'm, I'm still close with, even if I haven't seen them in four years, but I'm still close with them. And yeah. maybe it's an Instagram message, you know, like a like a WhatsApp, a, a short call. A happy it's amazing. It's the, the, I, I the, 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 dude, like, so when, when COVID hit, I moved to Denver for like two months and I moved with my, you know, with Brian and he received me with the most loving arms, you know, and I'm, it's just, it's just, that's what it's all about. Yeah. Yeah. You're, Network is your net worth. Literally. And if you don't understand that, like, like everyone I, I surround myself with, I try to ma emphasize on that because you never know who you meet today. If you think you're going to meet someone today because they can give you something, then you're wrong. But if you meet someone and you know that they have the values, the morals, and the work ethic, and just the vision right. that you, that you like, w either want to be or you relate with, Man, have that person close because yeah. those are the people that you want around you. Oh yeah, and, and and as you're saying, the people that that you partied with and the people that you went out with in college, when you're still close to them today, that really says a lot. Like I've had friends, man, that have, have come to the DR for vacation, <laughs> and they're like, "Brother, I don't want to get to a hotel. Like, can I just come and like hang out with you? And I'm like, we'll do whatever you want. I just I don't want to be in a hotel. I'm like, of course. Yeah. And I've had multiple friends do that, and for me, it's just damn. And you go into the classic, do you remember when? And you go yeah. back in time, and then you see yourself now, and you're like, 
I'm glad that before I had 80 friends and now maybe I have 20. Okay, I, you have 80 friends, but th your close acquaintances, as you move forward, you just start seeing, man, that how when time goes by and you're still close, it's really what matters, man. It really, yeah. Yeah, and brother, I think it's been a great conversation. Honestly, like, I know all these things we've talked about, you know, outside <laughs> of the, the podcast, but I just think it's yeah. good. I mean, um, we could sit here and talk for hours. Oh, yeah, no, for, for sure, man, for <laughs> sure. Um, and, and we'll definitely do more episodes. And I'm really glad this is your first uh, yeah. podcast appearance. And, you know, your palms aren't sweaty. You're good. You've drank water. You know, nah, like, yeah, I'm, I'm good. I, I know this is going to be pretty natural <laughs> for you moving forward. But, brother, my last question would be, what would you recommend to someone that is struggling is trying to get started in sales and get an edge. You said tenacity. I, yeah. I, I think that's the, I think the main lining around. I it. think um, consistency would be would be um, for any any sales um, finding finding a product that you believe in. Number one, you have to believe in what you're selling. You can't lie to yourself. Yeah. You can't try to sell something that you don't believe in. Like that's just or that you don't see yourself selling in the next couple yeah. of years. Number one, that's just not cool. Bad karma. And you yeah. just—it doesn't flow. People, you know, people, people—you radi radiate this energy, and people can feel that. So I would say, um, getting involved with a service or a product that you truly believe in, and being consistent. Do not ever give up. Like, have this tunnel vision of what you want to do and what you want to create, and just you know, put sticky notes in front of you. Look at it. Read like write down your goals every day. What do you want to accomplish? Okay. My goals, I, I look at my goals, my sales goals, and it, it's it's honestly crazy to see because it's like, oh, I want to hit 10K a month. And then, okay, 20K a month, 30K, 50. And now, you know, doing 150, 160K a month. And I'm like, man, but it's, it's amazing. So that's the power of you writing down with a pen and paper your goals down and what it is that you want to accomplish. Even, yeah. you know, having a roadmap. And be and stick into it and being consistent and know that you're gonna get there no matter what and sacrifice that that you like doing the most. Yeah. And <laughs> as we've talked, building the system around because you've said how you do your personal development, how you drink your vitamins, how you exactly you know, how you exercise. I think all that having a goal that structure exactly. definitely um, has a lot to do with things. People are like, well, you got successful because you made this many calls and, you know, you you ended up being lucky. It's like, no, I, I did it because of my habits, because how I talk to myself yeah. and all these things made the universe. OK, you deserve to have this. Yeah. You know, I think you deserve now you deserve it because you are a com you're a committed warrior in life. You are willing to do whatever it takes. And why wouldn't why wouldn't God or the universe, whoever you want to call it, not price you for it? So, yeah, consistency. Yeah, no, man, tenacity, consistency, and having a strong why. Strong and why. I think sometimes we don't succeed in, sa in sales. And my dad told me that a very some quote that I've never forgot. He's an architect, and he's been very successful in what he's done. But he's always told me, man, you can be the you can you can study business, you can study medicine, you can study whatever career. But if you're not a good salesperson. You're never going to be successful. For example, if you're a if you're a doctor, 
but you never develop the habit of selling and creating relationships with people, you're always going to work at a hospital for right. someone else. You're never going to have your own firm. If you're a lawyer, you're always going to work for someone else if you're not a good salesperson. And I can go on. It's like a everything quote. in life is sales. Exactly. You're selling the day when you're a little kid. When you cried your way into getting whatever the hell you wanted from your parents, that's a sales tactic. You're crying. Your parents yeah. are like, fuck this kid. Like, you're just <laughs> crying. Like, I'll, <laughs> I'll give you what you want. You're selling, selling, selling. So, yeah. Yeah. The earlier you, you're conscious about that. And that's why uh, How to Win Friends and Influence People is such an important book. Everybody tells you that you need to read, but it, it actually, it's one of the best books to you know, kind of understand human interaction, communication, very important. Um, yeah. Yeah. Before when they would ask me to recommend books, I would recommend different books. But when they ask me for a book and I know it's someone that wants that's to the get, book. get ahead. Of, oh, yeah. No, it is the book. Yeah. And the more you progress in sales and in your career, you're going to understand. I remember the first time I read it, it was 2016 and I was in the bank and I was standing in line and I read the first 20 pages and I was like, wow. Yeah. Like these 20 pages, I remember, you know, I was just starting my first business, like my first official business. And I was in the bank because I had to deposit money to like open up the company. And I was, I was there and I'm like, okay, I got what I ha I got <laughs> it. And let me just go yeah. with it. But, but man, it's just really a game of relationships. Like if you look at your phone book and at least not 30% of the people that are in your phone book are people you would either do business or call or talk about proactive things. You gotta throw your phone away. Yeah. And look for and look for new new people to surround yourself with. But Absolutely. brother, thank you for your time. I really appreciate all the knowledge. It's been an honor. Yeah. I truly appreciate you having me here. Um love doing it. This is my first podcast ever participating. Definitely gonna do it again. I think that um if if I can inspire one single person through my messages, through my experiences, I think that that's it for me. Um so I, I appreciate you having yeah. me. No, brother, and I, and I just think that people like you that have hit rock bottom and have elevated from it and are constantly... No choice. Exactly. Have made it a promise to themselves that they were going to grow and adapt the mentality that you have. Man, I, there's a lot of people like... People can relate to that. Exactly. Yeah. Because we, we hit rock bottom, and when we hit rock bottom, we think it's the end of the world. But it's just the beginning. Yep. Because you only have one way to go, and it's up. Mm -hmm.